1: looking good italian job italian job oh wait he's not here this week f3 nation this is tommy boy coming at you with the stuff worth trying podcast as always My partner in crime, my sidekick, uh, or rather probably, if I were being honest, the Batman and my Robin, uh, Italian Job is investing into the emotional bank account of his family. So tea claps to him for stepping up, going down to the Magic Kingdom, making some memories with his his internal packs and just having a great time. So Italian Job, love you, miss you, buddy. We've got a great episode planned this week for everyone. Uh, We are going to talk about free to bleed and the idea of giving the gift of life through a blood draw in your region we've got a great guest that we'll introduce here in just a minute. before we dive into it i do want to uh, shout out the guys in f3 dayton. this past Friday i learned that they took a dip in the miami river uh, and if, if if my research is correct, The Miami River or the ambient temperature outside of the river was in the mid to low 30s this past Friday evening, Uh, but they got after it anyway. I think the rules were pretty simple. They had to get in the water. They had to submerge themselves in the water. And then afterwards, they reconvened at a PAX member's house for some good old fashioned Second F Fellowship. So, guys, uh, our hats go off to you. And uh, uh, I'm sure there are war stories to be told from now until the end of time as to how that went. But at the end of the day, uh, when we talk about stuff we're trying, sometimes it's a total c initiative. And it's just a matter of getting together with your crazy friends and going to do something to, to sharpen the iron. So tip of the hat from the Stuff We're Trying podcast to the men of F3 Dayton. Uh, before we get into our guests, real quick reminder, we are on Twitter at F3SWT.com. Again, that's F3SWT on Twitter, throw a .com on there for the internet, and you will find us there. Uh, we would love to hear not only what you are up to, or, but what thoughts you have on the things that are being shared through this podcast. And as always... StuffWithTrying.com will take you to a wealth of information, some of which we've talked about already, some of which we'll get to in coming episodes. So enough from Solo Thomas, the boy, uh, it's time for me to welcome our guest this week and we'll dive in again to Freed to Bleed, how to start a blood drive in your region, uh, some things to think about, some things that you could put your thumbprint on and make it your own, uh, some do's and don'ts, and we'll, we'll see where that takes us. So without further ado, a big fat Stuff with trying welcome to my brother van winkle how are you my friend
0: doing well how are you
1: good thank you for carving out time this week to talk Uh, i've been looking forward to this and we'll get into why in a minute but before we 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 do that give us the rundown give us the standard f3 podcast rundown how long you been doing f3 who eh to and uh why van winkle
0: okay so about nine years i didn't keep track of my exact first workout because i showed up at a workout Without really being headlocked, I'd heard about F3 and decided I wanted to go give it a shot and uh showed up at 530 with a bunch of guys younger than me and uh, realized I've gotten myself in maybe a little over my head. So I didn't go back for a year. I think they gave me a name. Couldn't hear it. My heart was beating so heavily. I couldn't even hear anything. So uh, uh no, I don't recall my first nickname, but I went back a year later to a group a bit more appropriate for my fitness level and age and uh they ask, "What have I been doing for the past year?" and and uh, thus the Van Winkle uh, nickname. But uh, it's been a life changer for me, as it has, I'm sure, for most of the people that are listening to
1: this podcast. Outstanding! I always love a good uh, two or three tier deep F3 handle. <laughs> no. uh, if, if there's a story behind it, then it's a name worth keeping. Well That's done. It so uh when i reached out initially on the slack channel there was a free to bleed slack channel i got in touch with grizz and grizz directed me to you um which means to me that you're you're tagged it for a reason so so what is your connection uh to to the free to bleed initiative and actually let's come back to that question in just a minute because i'm really um i want to start high level so let's start american red cross anybody who has been to a blood drive probably has been to a Red Cross blood drive there are plenty of other local blood banks who are doing great work as well, the most uh, national and internationally known uh, initiative is, is through the Red Cross. Um, we in natville are about to have our next blood drive and i've i've seen freed to bleed hashtag popping up on on the twitter sphere and on slack quite a bit lately which which to me means i interpret it uh other regions are doing the same thing um and and the one thing that keeps popping up is the importance of the blood supply and right now the the dire lack of blood in the supply. Uh, I think the stat is one of the lowest, if not the lowest in 10 years. Can you back me up on any of that? Or, or that, better correct. yet, educate yeah, everybody. They, they
0: are, um, you know, we're, we're hopefully coming out of COVID, but the impact of COVID, drives that have been canceled, donors that have not given, uh, you know, the, now the surge in hospitalizations and, and you know, the, the uh, elective surgeries now coming back online all of that has really hit them hard and uh, we're at the lowest blood supply in over a decade and mm. so you're, you're always getting messages from red cross and other blood banks about how urgent this is and how the the supply is limited And and sometimes you sort of ignore the messages because they come so frequently but I think this one's serious, and um, so we're doing what we can to help.
1: Yeah, you said it best. I think uh, you know the Red Cross is really good about uh, contacting you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people always think that the FBI should have found Hoffa years ago. I, I would say, if you want to find Hoffa in fifteen minutes, uh, get his name into the F, into the, uh, yeah. the the blood the Red Cross uh, donor okay. drive. <laughs> uh, you're right. uh, but not to not to steer us away from the the seriousness. Um, you know. When I first started F three back in fifteen, the first thing I ever did was that July signed up uh, for a Father's Day blood drive uh, here in Greensboro, and it was because one of the one of the PAX members was the beneficiary of uh, donated blood. Uh, the, the very short version of an intense story is he was overseas on vacation. Um, turns out for whatever reason, started bleeding internally and, um, had a major emergency, went into the hospital, you know, laid out on the gurney, everything it just, uh, his ends worst nightmare come true, uh, and received blood from a donor. Um, and it saved his life. And then a couple of years later, uh, another PAX member shared a similar story about his niece. Um, and re- she received a, a donation that, that saved her life. And, that kind of stuff, I, I fear, gets swept underneath all the the hubbub of everything else we consume on the news, right? But at the end of the day, I feel like if if memory serves me correct, it, it's like every two seconds, somebody in the United States alone needs blood and or or, or platelets is the other option. Um, I, I think that's right, and and please correct me if I'm wrong. No,
0: I think but, that I think that's correct. Yeah.
1: Do you, uh, as far as statistics go, are there other things that that have drawn your interest in? Because then my, my follow up question will take us back to to on point of um, what lured you in to to saying, yeah, I'll, I'll help out with this uh, this metro blood drive. Right.
0: Well, <sighs> backed into it is literally the the correct answer here. So um, this happened back in uh, spring of 2020, just when COVID had started. My sister works for one of the local hospitals, and she thinks F3 is magnificent and can accomplish anything. And so apparently at the hospital, they heard about the blood drop, the blood shortage. And her first comment was, hey, I think F3 could help and, and mm. take care of this. And, and um, so I reached out to the Red Cross. I'll tell you why in a moment, why Red Cross. But um, and, and at the time, they didn't really have the need. The supply was still pretty good. We had just gotten into COVID and they hadn't experienced yet you know the cancellation of drives and and the um you know the the dire situation that we're in now mm-hmm. and, but she predicted they would be give it a few months and they would have a very significant need for blood and and it happened uh, she called back the head of the red cross here locally called back and asked if we could hold a drive in may and uh and we did uh that was our first drive in metro and as you mentioned earlier, Greensboro had already been holding blood drives, we just weren't aware of that having happened, um, you know, through up uh, three year. And um, we were absolutely blown away by how much fun the drive was. Um, yeah. De- De- me, and I kind of took it upon ourselves to lead it, recruit. It was at his office, that and that was the challenge is finding a place to hold the drive. but. We had a blast. Uh, the guys would hang around most of the day. They were uh, so the second F was strong. Uh, we filled our slots. We had uh, over 100 percent of our goal achieved as far as uh, units donated, which is uh, fairly typical of, a, of an F3 drive. Yeah, Red Cross was absolutely as well blown away by how healthy our donors are how uh, how a higher percentage we had as far as uh, goals or units or units collected in, in relation to gold and and they were like when can we do this again well that's when DeRay and i DeRay, me and i thought let's just take this outside of charlotte metro and try to do it more nationally we had ambitious goals frankly we thought although you know F3 will embrace this it'll be it'll be a piece of cake and we'll get the 10,000 units in no time at all well, we haven't quite gotten there yet, but, but we're, we're making progress. Well,
1: and to your point, I think that it's great that, you know, knowing that you, you saw that we had been doing something right and vice versa, it just amplifies the effort um, because everybody wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves, right. at least an F3 man, I should say, wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, and we, we talk a lot about smashing through walls for for others or laying down in traffic for our brothers and, this is a really great physical uh sacrificial way to do exactly that um i i, I just I, to your you also mentioned about how fun the blood drives were like right. i never would have put those two words together right. uh growing up as a kid i was i was in and out of surgeries for all sorts of stuff uh between birth and seven years old i was in surgery 14 different times so i'd had enough of my share of needles and and anything um And so it was always a fear that was just why I told I had told myself I'll never uh, go out there and and do anything in regards to a blood drive. Um, But then lo and behold, because, again, of a personal connection to an F3 brother, I said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to sign up and do this. And I wound up having a blast. Um, The needle was literally the needle and I got over it real quick. I just I just don't look at it. Um, And we made it a competition like we would sit there and start our iPhone watches based or our iPhone timers based on the uh, the nod from the phlebotomist. Uh, by the way, I learned the word phlebotomist because of doing these drives as well. Uh, and now it's a competition to see who, who, who's free to bleed the fastest. <laughs> and I will tell you, gentlemen, uh, if you get pricked and start bleeding, if you're coming in under, uh, about five 30 or, or, or five minutes, they're going to start worrying about you. In fact, if, I think four 30 is like the the baseline for something is wrong with, with this guy. Um, or, or in short, if your blood's coming out fizzy, you need to settle down on pumping it out so fast. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to a region that is interested, you know, they're hearing our voices like, man, guys, we had to rally the troops and put our fellas out there. Um, what does it take to start up a relationship with the blood with the Red Cross and initiate a regional blood drive?
0: Right. Well. Well, let me tell you, first of all, why Red Cross versus uh, why we partnered with them versus uh, having the regions partner with their local blood bank, which happens in, in many cases as well. But Red Cross for, for two or three primary reasons, the one being their national presence allows us to have kind of a uniform format for all the drives across the nation. Um, we have a national account leader that we work with out of Washington, she connects us with all the local Red Cross representatives. So the the drives are set up the same way. They are conducted the same way. They kind of have the, you know, we we track the same metrics. We, uh, the the Red Cross representatives across the nation know how valuable the F3 drives are and how healthy the donors are and how we're gonna hit our metrics. And so that information is shared among Red Cross uh, representatives, employees. Uh, across the nation, so that has helped us having the national presence of Red Cross. The other reason is um, they, uh, you know, Red Cross is obviously involved in more than just blood uh, collection. So uh, crises, emergencies, emergency response—that's a big part of what they do. And we have opportunities to partner with them beyond the blood drives uh, when, when time permits or when the time is right, I should say. And I'd say the third reason is this, and that is. Uh, blood, as you know, has a shelf life. And so if you have too much blood at one location and the inability to ship it to uh, a- another site or another another city, then that blood could just go unused. And So what Red Cross will do is they will uh, collect blood, maybe at one blood drive, but that, that blood may be used in a, a completely another state. Um, I'm sure other blood banks do the same, but uh, Red Cross has a system of of deploying the blood to where it's needed the most. So I think that all fits with what we do as, a, as an nation, is in terms of having the greatest impact. Um, so that's why Red Cross. But again, the issue is you know, uh, improving the blood supply. So if it, if it means you know, partnering with a local blood bank, then that, that's fine. But the Red Cross does provide a mechanism for us to track what we do very easily and, and um, make it sort of a seamless effort. So what does a region need to do that's interested? I'd say the first thing is to contact um, through the Free to Bleed Twitter, or they can contact me. I can give you my email address to share. Um, The first thing is just to show an interest and then have a call with someone from Red Cross and F3 together to talk about what it involves uh, leading a drive. It's surprisingly a lot less time than one thinks. In fact, in fact, it's 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 uh, enjoyable time that one spends uh, pulling together a drive, and we usually make it a team effort, so it's just more than one person doing it. So it's really it kind of harkens back to my days of you know high school and college, where we had all these community projects, and and I feel like I'm doing that again. It was just a it's a bonding experience. You're doing good for the community, and it, and as mentioned earlier, it's a lot of fun. So just showing an interest and being willing to sit down at a you know, Teams meeting, Zoom meeting or whatever, and just talk with the Red Cross representative about the steps to hold the drive, that's, that's what you would need to do. And most people come out of that initial meeting with energy and enthusiasm about holding a drive because frankly, it helps being on the, on the call or on the uh, conference call with, with Red Cross and, and hearing firsthand why this is important, and they do a really yeah. good job of sharing that message.
1: Absolutely, and and uh, just to echo again what you said, it's just when guys realize that they can contribute to a, a, their community, right, in such a powerful way, it, it's great. And then, furthermore, when you realize that this is a track record much longer than F three and they dial the system in, right, you're not running a whole lot other than a sign up. And if you're fired up for something, you're going to infect your dancing idiot that's going to be also fired up for it, who is then in turn going to fire up the rest of the packs. That's right. Um, and the worst case scenario is you get a lot of recognition and attention to the F3 logo because people will show up, uh, ask you, why are you guys all wearing the same T-shirts? Or, you know, they just it's a an F3 man is a different man, you know, to quote, you uh, uh, Oh, man. Brain fart. Oh, I'm going to C.S. Lewis. I got okay, there. there. you go. You C.S. Got Lewis. When he talks about the new man, I always think about the F3 man. Um, find the need, fill a need. You know, we've repeated that a lot of times here. And it really comes down to that. But when you talk to the Red Cross, you see how they've got it all dialed in. It's like showing up for a workout You're like, man, this dude knows what he's talking about. I want to be a part of this because this is humming um so yeah super fun let's let's talk real quick about some do's and some don'ts uh okay. when it comes to and my intention here guys who are listening is uh chances are you may have had a bad experience in the past uh and in the way way past it very well uh could have been our own fault so let's talk about some do's and don'ts when it comes to showing up day of a blood drive yeah
0: so as far as a donor is concerned um yeah, one, one of the hesitations about donating blood is either a bad experience in the past or having donated and then been fatigued afterwards. Those are typically the two things. Occasionally, you know, there can be other reasons. I mean, but there may be ineligibility or a lot of reasons to, that one can't donate. But as far as what to do to, in preparation for donating blood, one is to be hydrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've learned that the hard way, but you, you really need to be well hydrated before the drive and then after the drive as well after you donate you need to really keep the fluids in because what's happening is in a regular blood donation we can talk about power red in a moment but in a regular blood donation you're losing fluid Mm -hmm. and so there is a dehydration factor that enters into account and that also contributes to some of the fatigue that people experience so uh, eat a good meal they say they always say eat a good breakfast eat a good lunch if you're donating in the afternoon and some people skip that, and yep. they usually have problems when they when they are uh, well hydrated and well nourished going into the to the drive. There are certain foods that might help um, the uh, the symptoms after the blood donation. You know, foods high in iron and, and all can maybe help minimize the fatigue. The fatigue honestly is is not that bad. I mean, yeah, you feel a little bit. Um, kind of tired maybe the next day in a regular blood nation, but it comes back pretty quickly, the the, the energy level does. And I've used this comparison. You have blood drives I mean, our, our blood uh, components are used in large part for cancer patients. And, and a lot of people that are undergoing chemotherapy have to have blood to replenish their red blood cell count mm-hmm. uh, when it gets so low. And I can, I can tell you that the fatigue that the cancer patients experience is much more significant than the bit of fatigue that one experiences from donating blood. So keep in mind that that, that this is really you know, we talk about impact. It's direct and it's and, it, and it's significant to those that need it. Um, so those are kind of the <clears throat> the the do's. The don'ts obviously would be the opposite of that. Don't show up, you know, uh, dehydrated. Don't show up undernourished. Uh, yeah, you do need to need to limit your alcohol uh, before and after the donation. Um, I would say the other thing as far as what you know, you, you can't control, honestly, how fast you bleed. Uh, that's just your body's natural response. Uh, some people and will-
1: This weird thing yeah, called blood pressure. Not sure if anybody's that, that, ever that, heard of that.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so our first job, I, I don't think he would mind me telling you this, but uh, Derei had not donated blood before, and this was our drive that we held at his location, his office location, and he he set a record. <laughs> he bled like in three three minutes and twenty three seconds, or something, really really fast. And uh, and so and and we had the competition going, you know, the whiteboard and the leaders and all that. And I will say the 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 the, the, the and the blood drive uh, the Red Cross representatives were getting a little nervous about the fact we were promoting fast-bleeding, but once yes. you're on the table, there's not a whole lot you can do to really impact that. Um, as far as a drive leader is concerned, some of the do's and don'ts. I'd say there there aren't a lot of don'ts. There are a lot of do's, which is find a good location. Mm-hmm. Red Cross is excellent at helping find locations, by the way. But it needs to be one that flows well as far as getting equipment in and out. You don't want elevators. You don't want stairs. Um, and you want to pick a day that works well for your region. Uh, we found in Metro that there are some days, you know, during the week that work better than weekends, and sometimes weekends work better than than during the week. So this next drive we have, we're we're holding a drive on Friday, and then we're holding a drive on the following on the, the next day, Saturday. So we're trying to catch the people who have conflicts on weekends; they can donate during the. But from a drive standpoint, the drive leader standpoint, it's really just um, find a good location, work with your Red Cross representative, and then the most important thing, just getting the word out uh, to the PACs about uh, how how dire the need is to, to donate.
1: I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the F3 guys are the megaphone for the Red Cross. Like they're the, they're the trained professionals, literally. Um, we, we just get to show up and and do the best we can to do the best we can by contributing right. to our community. And listen, let's be honest, right? The blood may go outside of our community, so on and so forth. But something I've never really thought of is what you just said, is that it could be a cancer patient who needs that, that blood because they're going through hell and back. And that blood is what helps bring them back. Um, and that's that's a powerful visual right we could talk about the wounded soldier another powerful visual uh somebody in a car accident those are all but then you think about how ravaging cancer can be as well and and that's just i I appreciate you sharing that because that's a very humble visual for me to consume of of um where my blood is has gone and guys another point uh, van winkle shared a lot about how great the Red Cross is to work out, uh, to work with, they have a phenomenal app and you get updates, uh, not even, you know, outside of their app too, through your email also, but you get updates when your blood is in route to help somebody, you get updates when it's been used to help somebody. Um, obviously you're not getting names or anything like that, but you're, you're being updated with when your gift is being received. Um, I don't know, other than like Christmas day or <laughs> Valentine's or something, anytime I've ever been told when my gift mattered like you know the hope and again going back to what the f3 guy is the hope is just that the gift lands and i don't care i just hope that it lands uh i can't spend time hoping that i find out who gets it right um so knowing getting that email is kind of my favorite part that it motivates me to sign up for the next drive and the next drive um some some additions to a drive maybe and, and i'll start van winkle if you don't mind if you have a couple to add on by all means sure. we you know what makes it fun we talked about i love the whiteboard conception and i could see how that would make a, a phlebotomist uh sweat a little bit but let's be honest fellas, it is kind of fun um some guys in F3 uh, who are great behind the barbecue roll up. We've got a toe behind cooker. Uh, he brings that out and we smoke some uh, some delicious goodies afterwards. You know, the Red Cross does a great job bringing out some treats afterwards and some snacks, but I'm not going to lie and tell you they're better than what comes off of that smoker. Um, we set up a tent. We hand out cards to any men from the, from the community that are not involved with F3. Um, we make sure that they know what our website is and then who we are and why we are doing what we're doing. And from time to time, guys will or will they'll show up to a workout uh, the following week. Um, that's another great way to make it exciting. You know, parking lots are great because you can plant shovel flags all around the parking venue, uh, and and anybody who's driving by inevitably now because we've been working so hard at publicity. We get a lot of honks right a lot of, a lot of cars driving by or honking who's a guy here's a great idea for an addition who's a guy in your packs who owns a business that has a parking lot that you can show up and not only support his business but support the community by donating your blood through the red cross um there's a lot of ways to make this cyclical to what we're already doing um, i don't mean to step on your toes van winkle but have you seen anything that have come out of your region in addition that guys can do to to add to their to their local blood drives
0: well i'm gonna steal some of your ideas for sure at the next drive because those are those are excellent we 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 have had you know the the grill out and hot dogs and things of that nature um, and then the uh the competition for uh the fastest to bleed that's been uh well received i think the the one thing that probably influences uh the enjoyment of the drive if you will call it enjoyable is the, the location and that is uh you know we've had it at one of our best uh uh barbecue uh restaurants noble smoke we have had a drive there and people just love going there because of the the environment uh the food everything that comes along with just being there um we've had a drive uh, several drives at breweries even though it's just discouraged uh and and, and uh you know, repeated quite often, don't drink while you're donating blood or, or afterwards, but the brewery is just a, it's just sort of an, uh, an upbeat area to, to you know, donate blood and it's kind of fun. We, we'd sit around outside and chat and, and it was just a really good experience at the brewery. So so yeah. um, for us, the the location tends to influence the success of the drive not just simply convenience of location, but the type of location as well. So we try to find uh, places that are uh, uh, a little bit more unique, and probably the the most, uh, I guess the favorite location that we've had is at a place called community matters cafe, which is part of our Charlotte rescue mission, which is an addiction recovery um, organization that red that F3 supports heavily in workouts and other other leadership roles. And they have a cafe that is staffed by uh, some of the uh, folks there going through treatment and our, our blood drives that are held there are always successful because there's a connection to charlotte rescue mission and community matters cafe so having that personal connection to the facility makes the drive more meaningful as well
1: yeah yeah i, I think if you open the door for anybody to 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 contribute. It's just, it just happens. It's just, yeah. you know, through all the the hubbub about what we're seeing on social media, if you boil it down to face to face accountability towards another man, they're going to say yes, time and time again. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah,
0: And what we've also found, uh, that's been an outcome of this is a lot of the, the packs are bringing their children like they're 16 year old and above. So yep. for instance, or their college age, uh, child, and it's instilling in them this community service this giving back this being impactful it's 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 helping well first of all you're you're demonstrating to your children through your your personal example through what you're doing but then you're bringing them along too so there is a shared experience thing that comes out of it that's really good as well and that has been quite a, a nice outcome of this
1: yeah, and that's a great point too, right? If we're if we're if we're talking about uh, living right, so that we can lead right, in order to live uh, leave right, um, you know, the, the legacy building and and, and uh, education that we're pouring into our kids, right? Uh, I just looked it up. So 16 or 17 years old, depending on the law in your state. So look that right. up, fellows. Uh, and, and and then you must weigh at least 110 pounds. Right. So when you talk about what Van Winkle just shared about the idea of the next generation watching what dad is doing and and then learning why dad is doing it, there's, there's your guidelines. Um, and look, even if they're 12 and they see that their dad is willing to donate blood to a total stranger that they'll never ever meet um that's a that's probably more powerful than any disney princess movie ever yeah. right um yeah. is the sheer act of uh, i'm going to spend 30 minutes of my time in hopes that it gives 30 years to a stranger um i love that all right so i'm going to close this out with some some things that i've experienced and if you have any stories go ahead really quickly just some things to think about uh Actually, let me back up uh, before I get into what you may experience after you donate uh, or what to be prepared for. Rather, after you donate, not everybody can donate blood. Uh, There's a whole litany of things that you answer and you find out, oh, maybe I traveled here at this certain time frame or there in this certain time frame. A lot of our international guys that are traveling the globe for their for their mammon, their job, whatever. they fall into these categories too um so not everyone can give so this is a kind of a unique group and if you have the ability to give i would compel you to not let your fear be the reason that you choose not to give um you know we we throw around the term wholeheartedly all the time you know give it away give it away give it away so if you have the ability to give it away please consider donating blood um, and that takes me now to once you give blood just some things to think about the the following it could be 24 hours it could be a whole week for some guys uh, I fall somewhere in the middle three to four days. Uh, those workouts are some of the hardest workouts I've ever shown up for, uh, because your, your body is rebuilding, you know, the human body is incredible. And part of what it does is to constantly be rejuvenating itself, which is why sleep is so important. Well, when you give blood, you deplete a lot of that system. And so you may find out that, um, for whatever reason, you're, you're, taxed 15 20 30 minutes into a workout and you can't figure out why well that's why it's your body telling you hey stud hold on just a second rest easy i need i need to rebuild um i've i've not experienced personally but i've heard of guys that you know the idea of spilling merlot seems to be a, 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 a an idea that shows up quickly in their in, the, in their brain uh, early on so again just listen to your body modify as necessary don't go out there gung-ho and expect to be uh, the same guy you were saturday morning before a saturday afternoon donation and then you're wondering why your sunday soul crusher run is the hardest run you've run in 15 years right don't think about those things modify as necessary so that's the tommy boy psa do you have anything to add on top of that van winkle
0: no that that's all uh, absolutely correct there let me. Uh, this may be a good time to mention one other type of donation, which is called power red. Yes, uh, perfect. You mentioned yeah. You mentioned the fatigue and all that comes from a regular donation, and that's absolutely right. Now, and I would say that's probably the most common side effect to the donating. Occasionally, you know, somebody might have a sore arm, or they may have a bruise, a fairly significant bruise, where the at the at the site where it's collected, uh, that goes away typically, but um, but that just happens. Um, power red is a type of donation where they're taking just the red blood cells so they're actually putting all the other blood products back in and um and it counts for two units of blood it's used extensively for infants and and others that that need real concentration of, uh, of that blood product without the full pint of blood for uh, for uh, uh transfusion um power red does, I I think personally, it it creates a little more fatigue, but not nearly as much dehydration because they're putting fluids back into your system. So they're just taking the red blood cells out, putting saline and other fluids back in. So you're not as dehydrated, maybe a little more fatigue because your red blood cell count is going to be down. Um, But power is probably one of the more important donations. And sometimes the Representatives, the phlebotomists, will see somebody who's eligible for Power Red that may have not signed up for it, and they'll encourage them to do that. And and the reason is it's just a very valuable donation. Two things about it: one is uh, you have to have a certain blood type to be eligible for Power Red. Any O blood or A negative or B negative uh, donors can donate Power Red. And the weight requirements are a little different than regular blood donation: height and weight. Um, the other Thing is, you can't donate again until 16 weeks after a donation, whereas a regular blood is eight weeks. So, Power Red has a few more uh, stipulations and requirements, but to the Red Cross, it's just an extraordinarily valuable donation and to the donor, uh, to the recipients as well.
1: Yeah, the, I'm glad you brought up O Blood because o, o is one of those ones that could cross over into uh, every other uh, uh, donation, right? So, right. It's that that's kind of literally the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I used to think I had the best blood because I have A plus blood. I found out that was called a positive blood. So I don't have the best blood, but man, that was a that was a wake up. But I, I applaud the guys who are able to give uh doubly that have O. And again, the ones who who uh I think of uh Wojo, you know, our original Nantan uh does power red every time. And uh knowing that is, is phenomenal. Um all right. So let me do this. Let's do um, let's do a challenge worth trying. I'll turn it over to you if you have any final thoughts on this, and then we'll close this out. Uh, but before I do that, I can't thank you enough for carving out time again oh, on a Friday. Uh, This to me is super important because it's what connected the dots between the second F and the third F uh, at the beginning of my F3 journey. Um, So gentlemen who are listening across the F3 universe, here is our challenge worth trying for the week. Simply go to redcrossblood.org, type in the donor code F3 and get familiar with not only what might be happening already around you as far as drives, but get familiar with what red cross does and in regards to a blood drive if you're not already secondly if this conversation has motivated you blast through that brick wall uh raise your hand in your region and say i'd like to be the guy that helps start uh, red cross blood drive and F3 blank, uh, be that guy, find the need, fill a need, uh, free to bleed came out of, as you've heard a couple of guys in Charlotte saying, man, we could probably tap into a, uh, a global system. That's already doing a great thing. Uh, and two guys said, yep, let's do it. And here we are. So, um, use that f3 code because it ties into our our regional national global blood drive efforts to blow out of the water that 10,000 units. Right. Um, so do that. If you are on Slack, follow the free to bleed channel. If you are on Twitter at F3 freed to bleed, spelled out F-R-E-E-D-T-O-B-L-E-E-D. So at F3 free to bleed, that will get you connected. And uh, I know you mentioned your email, Van Winkle. i will include that in the podcast notes. Um, but gentlemen, take the first step. That is your challenge worth trying. Redcrossblood.org, check it out, kick the tires, tap into free to bleed on Slack and at F3 free to bleed on Twitter. So that being said, Van Winkle, any final thoughts from you before I take us out?
0: Uh, Just one thing, and that is, um, I mentioned earlier, Red Cross loves F3 blood drives because we knock it out of the park every drive when it comes to the uh, statistics as far as uh. Uh, percentage of eligible donors, percent compared to goal, average number of units collected per drive. So they really, really do appreciate what we what we're doing, and uh, and the fact that our drives are so successful. So we're right on the verge of hitting 5,000 units for F3 Nation. We're at about 4,400 right now, counting the drives that are scheduled. So I really encourage you to either donate at a drive is scheduled, but more importantly, let's get some new drives on the schedule. Uh, Red Cross's year ends June 30th. Uh, we would love to hit the 5,000 mark before June 30th, and that will actually put us in a fairly good position as far as other organizations. They track other nonprofit organizations on how they're doing with with blood drives. And that'll put us uh, at a very high uh, ranking within their nonprofit group. So, I just encourage you to donate, but more importantly, if you haven't been to a drive or have a a region that hasn't held a drive yet, get in touch with us and let us help you launch that thing because we will give you all the support you need and I think you'll really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, so we've got the resources, we've got the call to action. Uh, We all love a good challenge. The challenge is out there, 5,000 units by June. Fellas, we could sail past that. So let's see some action. If you have any questions, you know who to contact. Again, Van Winkle will be in the contact notes at f3 swt i can connect you italian job can connect you so with that being said we always talk about finding a need filling a need i can't think of a greater need to fill than the gift of life and we have that ability Uh, and if we don't have that ability to give at a donation we can still show up And support the guys or we can still be on that soapbox promoting that guys show up to do uh what some others can't right which is give it away so uh van winkle can't thank you enough for being a part of this conversation again packs that are listening dominate the day enjoy your weekend we'll see you next saturday stay sharp